Lotus, from the seasoned volunteer to the collegiate festival goer, from the planned itinerary to the whimsical jaunt from venue to venue, there is an undeniable spirit tying everything together. My name is Bill Holliday, and for 25 years I was a writer and editor at the Indiana University Foundation, but now I am semi-retired. Mostly I get to enjoy what Bloomington has to offer, which is a lot. Okay. <laughs> the first year my wife and I, we're friends with one of the guys who started it, Lee Williams, mm -hmm. and we heard about it from him, and he said, this should be fun, you should check it out. And at the time it was just intended, I mean, it was assumed that it would just be kind of a one-off, right. you know, that, that they would do this and it would be fun and then, you know, it would be a nice memory. But there were about 700 people <laughs> in three little bitty venues uh, downtown and everybody had such a good time that a stream, a steady stream of people, myself and my wife included, came up to Lee the next day and said, that can't just be a one-time thing. You've got to do it again. And it kind of snowballed from there. And we told him that we would do anything that we could do to help make sure that, that it happened. Bill didn't immediately take on the signage committee, which he leads today. But after just a few years, he settled into the position. Mostly, probably for the last 15 years, I've been heading up the signage crew. Okay. The, the people who, who hang the banners that say, buy tickets here, and this is the festival store, and, you know, kind of the, the stuff that, well, it, it's important just to direct people where to go to do what. But it's also, it needs to be done in a way that represents the festival well. So it's kind of a branding thing also. I kind of handpicked a team <laughs> of people who I know would do it right. Uh, and my wife, Luann, used to be the assistant director at Lotus for 15 years. So she tapped me to be in charge of that, and I in turn got a bunch of people. So we've, we've, been, a, we've been a team for probably 15 years. He says he loves handling signage because it's a problem-solving job and because it leaves time to enjoy the festival. Once, once it gets to be about 6 o'clock, I'm free. <laughs> you know, that's when I start kind of making my little schedule and trying to figure out how many of these groups can I see. Other times, I just kind of wander around and let the, let the vibe direct me. The group I followed around at Lotus this year wasn't so different. What are, who are you guys excited to see tonight? Muppets. Muppets. Anybody else? I haven't really even looked I, at the schedule much, to be honest. We'll just walk around and see what tickles our fancy. This is the first year I haven't come prepared, but I figure like I've had but no, I don't. I don't have any any particular. I know there was before Movitz There's like a, an Afro punk band, and I'm excited for that. But I unfortunately I don't remember the name. As the sun sank, they attempted last-minute planning. E.U. Mogus and Julia Bauer talked about the band names they could pronounce. Femina. Femina. Oh, and like... I'm, Femina, I was excited. I'm really excited for them. And then I'm also really excited for uh, Mokumba. Okay. And they were, like, in that last time slot. I think they were, like, an Ethio... High-energy... Like Afro, Afro fusion. Afro. That's it, yeah. So, led by Miriam Mazel, we set out confusedly for neither of those bands. Where are we going? I saw your hair. Um, like a few days ago. Huh? Fedash Fedash? Bastion. Wait, I don't know where we're 
we're going. Where are we going? We're going nowhere. The Ivy Tech. The Ivy Tech. We're going nowhere. I thought we already determined this. The road to nowhere. The road to nowhere. Write a book about it. And in the end, we didn't see the Austrian brass either. Are you trying to take us to the Ivy Tech tent? Yeah. You know it's like two blocks that way, right? Okay. Let's go to that one and pretend like well, we put directional trust in Miriam, which retrospectively was a, was a poor idea. But we forgive her because she's fantastic. And we ended up at the Big Ten on 6th Street, our go-to ever since all of us first attended Lotus together junior year of high school. Tent, I asked thoughts on the group no one had heard before or planned to see that evening. I'm feeling really lively and excited and just happy. I'm just really having, having a good time. It sounds like sex, love, and water all mixed together. I also really love like it converges bass and then like really active hi hats. So it's an always moving song and there's there, it's always it feels like it's always a downbeat and I don't know how that's happened, but. And it's fun to dance to. It's called, I think it's um, a appropriate term would be R and R for rock and reggae. It has a dual meaning. Very, very relaxing. Yeah. What do you think, Sua? About the music? Yeah. I thought it was amazing. It was like an interesting blend of reggae, but it had some alt R and B vibes to it. I felt. I think it was really nice. Totally. It was really good. Yeah. It sounded about right. As it turns out. One of Bill's favorite Lotus memories is finding his favorite band in a similar fashion. Oh, my favorite band in all the world I never heard of until Lotus. Vessen, a Swedish trio that you may know. They, uh, they were just a Swedish band that Lee decided to book, and we were just blown away. They, they are amazing, and they're also very likable guys. You know, these giant Swedes walking around Bloomington is kind of fun to, to encounter them. Another one of his favorite festival memories he calls a lotus moment. There was a group called the Mammals. They were playing on 4th Street, you know, where 4th Street is blocked off between College and Walnut. And it was, it was an open stage. It, there wasn't a big tent at that time. This was probably 10 years ago. And 
they were playing and having a great time, and the crowd was having a great time, and I was right up front. Being right up front is one of the most universally appealing experiences, whether by chance or carefully planned for months. This year, Abby Gibson finally got a chance to touch the stage. I asked her about it as members of AWA checked equipment. So what is it about being the first ones? I just, I've never been so close to the stage before. I'm so excited. Um, I've been listening to AWA all summer in preparation for this night. Um, I hope they look at me in the eyes. And it happened to be a full moon that night, which occasionally happens during Lotus. It's one of those magical things. The full moon is one of those magical things that happened this Friday as well. Though this year it was obscured by the clouds. You turn around and you see this giant moon coming up, you know, over campus or whatever. And I, I happened to look back to see if the moon was up. And not only was the moon coming up behind the, uh, just it, at that point it had uh, bridged the walkway between the parking garage and, and uh, Fountain Square. So there was this giant moon and the, the street, the block, whole block was just full of people all the way at least as far back as the garage. And the lights from the stage and the light from the moon were all shining and every single one of the faces that I could see had this big grin on their face. For American Student Radio in Bloomington, I'm Emily Miles.